1: Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress manicure and press-on falsies.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
1: Well, hello, good evening. This is Talking Devils, the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm Paul, and this is the United Before Fergie podcast. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, then please feel free to get your comments or your questions in if you're watching the replay. Hi. Um, So do feel free to comment as we will come back to you. But if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, whatever platform you have, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review on the platform you're listening on. This week, my guests are United Historian... Extraordinaire, Mr. Roy Cavanagh, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome United royalty, certainly family. Uh, we uh, say hello to Paul Murphy, who is Jimmy Murphy's grandson, which kind of gives away this week's topic. is uh, all about the great man himself, Jimmy Murphy, um, ahead of the statue unveiling at Old Trafford this week. Uh, firstly, Paul, just want to say congratulations on the statue. Many would say it's long overdue. Um, how how did you feel when you heard that the finally there was going to be a statue um, dedicated to your granddad? Uh,
2: words can't describe. It, it was just um, immense, and it was not just for, for the Murphy family, but the, 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 the guys that were involved with the MMF and the Red Army and uh, over the, overjoyed. It's and it's such a it's been such a a an emotional week. For us all and um over the moon over the moon
1: uh, it's, it's, it's such a well-deserved um Ooh. honor to have as well It's
3: roy um how do you sum that up well i think um you very kindly use me as an historian um this is a great <laughs> right. great great football club when we, you know um that's what we must remember it's uh it's, it's an institution and jimmy murphy He's one of the the men who firmly made this an institution. If you go back through our history, I think we've had three great chairmen. There was uh, John Davis, there was uh, James Gibson. I think Harold Hardman was a great chairman. There's people like Louis Rocker, who was involved in the foundation. Then you've got Sir Matt and you've got Sir Alex. Jimmy Murphy is firmly in that category. We're not talking here about the players and, you know, your best Lord Charlton's. We're talking about people who made this club. And Jimmy Murphy, in my opinion, I've watched United since the age of seven, 1954. Jimmy Murphy, when I look back myself through history, he deserves to be in that echelon of the highest praise that he can give to somebody who made Manchester United that we know and love today.
1: Oh, Roy, I... I completely mirror that um as we were talking about j- just before we went live about um that kind of you get the legendary level which there are a lot of players at that level um and, and staff um behind the scenes and then you've got the, the the step up to the next level and there's not many people there and as you quite mentioned you quite rightly mentioned john henry Davis, james w gibson louis rocker harold hardman sir matt sir alex of course yeah. Jimmy's in massive they're in great company with Jimmy there. Um mm-hmm. you know that's how he's so revered still even you know years after he, he 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 left us it's he still gets talked about in such praised and such high platforms it's it's, it's incredible it really is incredible and that will never well, change.
2: I I think just to turn on what Roy said. You know, I, I often think about his granddad. He shouldn't have a statue. It's just my granddad, and my dad says the same <laughs> thing. He's, he's my dad. You know, he's, but the emotions that he must have felt after the crash, oh, losing the yeah. players he lost, that he, he he brought through the ranks from fifty two to you know, fifty seven. He gave him Matt Busby. Go on, take take. They won the league in fifty seven, and to lose them and to carry on and mm-hmm. and. Funerals he couldn't go to because it was two funerals in one day, and he had to pick which funeral to go to, and to, to carry on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. two weeks after the crash, the Sheffield Wednesday game, and I, I, I don't know how he did it, and and I, I can't think of anyone that could do that after losing yeah. all the babes. It, it was just yeah. an incredible achievement, and. Yeah. It's it, such an emotional um, just to speak about it. It's just it brings tears to your eyes, Paul.
1: You know, and now he's going to be. Ticking the FA <laughs>
2: Cup final. Exactly. You, you know, it, it's just. Uh, and then 10 years later, they win the European Cup. Uh, yeah. It's just,
1: I don't know. Uh, and, and now he's going to be immortalised. You know, which, yeah. there is the, the Academy Trophy, which is the Jimmy Murphy Young Player of the year, yeah, I believe. Um, of course, yeah. And you've got, uh, I think, part of the academy training centre is named after him as well. But oh, the media um, centres
2: media center, yeah. There. But yeah, yeah.
1: you know, to have, to have his yeah. own statue, and the company he's got there, you know, it, many, many times, um, you know, when, when, when on the social platforms that we talk about Jimmy Murphy, that message is should have a statue, should have long overdue, mm-hmm. must have a statue, and and now it's mm-hmm. come to fruition. It's it's just an incredible um, tribute to pay to to someone who. Was there during the dark, the darkest yeah, time? The, the,
2: sh- the shining light in our darkest days.
1: One hundred percent. What mm-hmm. a lot of people may not know about your grandfather, Paul, is actually he was a very good player in his own in his own right. Um, yeah, Roy, a player at West Brom and at Wales. You saw him play. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I, I didn't see him play, but he played over two hundred. He played over He played over two hundred times for West Bromwich Albion. Uh, played I think six 15, fifteen times for Wales uh, in the thirties. Uh, it was in the he played in the nineteen thirty-five FA Cup final, uh, West Brom against Sheffield Wednesday. Sadly they lost, but I mean he played at Wembley in the, in the FA Cup final. I, I tell you what, I bet one or two didn't fancy a tackle off Jimmy Jimmy Murphy as a wing half. I bet he was a, you know, I bet he was a a, a really um a, a really good hard well in those days as well but he was a really top footballer um and of course any the war uh, and, and then the meeting with uh with samat um of course they will have known each other and perhaps played against each other because uh, busby also was a, a decent player in the mid 30s but he was a, he wasn't very really good footballer
1: I, I, I can only imagine what sort of football he would have been, knowing what he was like with you know at United. United. What a, you will not want to be tackled by be Murphy, surely. No. no. Um, Paul, did he, did he, Paul, did he talk much about his, his footballing career? When no, you, you, you
2: know, it, it, we, we didn't... It was only until his, his death, really, because when the internet came out and we knew he worked at Old Trafford didn't know his history, never talked about Munich and even we used to go for Sunday dinners and even family get-togethers nothing was ever mentioned and it was only till death and people used to say I remember at his funeral John Charles was outside the church Mm -hmm. and my dad introduced me to John Charles and he said and I just shook his hand and walked into the the church and I, I thought why didn't it's only afterwards, you think. I should have asked him. I should have hugged him. I should have done this. I should have asked this. And I wish he was here today just to say, what was Duncan Edwards like? What was mm. these players, you know, and the, the knowledge that he probably had. and But he never spoke, never spoke about Munich because it, it must have it tortured him for life. You know, the, these players and he... he I I don't I can't under I can't get my head round how he carried on. I just cannot understand how he carried on. And there's an interview that he, he did, and he said, "There's no one around me." But while he died in the crash, all his friends had died. The coaches, yeah. all, all all the people around him had, had perished. these good friends. And he was on his own, and he, and he
1: he carried on. How? No idea. What I, what, what I find incredible about that Paul is everything he went through, um, and then you know when you're, let's say, having Sunday dinner or family gatherings, not a word. He was just, he was just no. dead. You know, didn't say anything. What was he? Was he the Jimmy Murphy of Manchester United when you were at family gatherings, or was he Jimmy Murphy, grandfather, father, husband, etc., et Was he was he a completely different? Was it Absolutely. business is business? I'll leave, I'll leave that at the football ground. This is personal. And, and you know, Paul,
2: I, you know, I, I didn't know what he was like at Old Trafford. I know he was he was scouting until his death. He, he loved the club that much. He, till his dying days, he was scouting for for, for United. He never spoke about football. It was all hello, my mm-hmm. son. come in. you know, you, it was all oh. grandfather, never sort the of yeah. football side of it, and never mentioned yeah. it. Never. And I wish I tapped into it. I wish I just picked his brains about players mm. and what Duncan Edwards was like. What did he smell like? What did he? how was his legs, his big legs, and a baby was born in the Murphy family. He's got Duncan Edwards legs. You know, it, it, I just wish he'd I'd tapped into this. Was that you, Paul, his, his 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 brain. Yeah,
3: was that you, Paul, with the Duncan Edwards legs? <laughs>
2: No, it wasn't me, no, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But I mean the stories you hear about um can you kind of travel to Munich the hospital and you saw the, the injured and obviously the, the, the mm-hmm. dead were dead and, and what went through his mind you know when he was there and he brought Bobby Charlton back you know he brought Harry Gregg and and Bill Fowkes because they were too scared to fly he he brought them back by land you know Mm -hmm. in the Sheffield Wednesday game he asked Bobby Charlton I I don't want to play again Jimmy come back we need you the club needs you and he persuaded Mm -hmm. Bobby Charlton to, to play again and the, the history you know
0: it's
1: just amazing no, when you, when you when you think about that Paul I mean what an amazing personality to have talked to someone like Bobby Charlton who's just been through mm-hmm. what nobody, yep. nobody wants to go through he's lost Shot. all of it he's lost, he's lost his mates there mm-hmm. and then Jimmy Murphy arm around the shoulder mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll play football again you know that I'd love to know what he actually said to him and of course you know, yeah to, to, to have that kind of charisma and that kind of personality and character to be able to convince somebody who is probably thinking this is it I ain't never playing football ever again yeah. and then go, yeah, all right, I'm coming back and and to to do that with like bill fox and also Harry Gregg as well it sure. it just blows, it just blows my mind
2: how it, it does to me and, and and I can't just visualize it just visualise in coming back from Munich three players that have survived having lost all the pals that they grew up Mm -hmm. with for five or six years or played football with and to sit in that boardroom and the the, the, the boardroom saying Jimmy we we can't go on we will go on we can go on we're the Mm -hmm. greatest club in the world we'll prove it we'll do it just incredible uh, it, think, it just Paul, brings it tears to my eyes. It, it's... Sorry,
3: Roy. No, I think, Paul, uh, both Pauls, I think it, it, you may want to use this a bit later, but there is that... Uh, I've got the story about um, the Bishop Auckland connection, um, with, which was actually with Jimmy. Uh, mm. I don't know if you want me to mention it now or later. Yeah, let's, let's talk, as, as we're talking yeah.
1: about... You know, the, the the post-Munich um the immediate post-Munich era. We'll we'll come back to the sort of the, the pre-Munich era a little bit, but yeah, the, the Bishop Auckland. I know yeah. um this is this is a topic that you're exceptionally passionate and very close to, Roy. So what what happened? How did it all well, come about? Be,
3: well, it's only because I got to know um the main thing, this is really hard for people to take into account, like um Paul has just mentioned. If you think the Saturday before the Munich Air disaster, United played a first and second team game. So they had 22 players playing on that Saturday. Mm. And then it came to the Sheffield Wednesday game. And then the Notts Forest game. And, you know, you were back to playing league football and reserve football. If United had not put out 22 players, not 11, 22 players at first and second team level, the Football League would have come down like a ton of bricks on United because, you know, they didn't want them to play in Europe in the first place. So the one commodity that United didn't have was footballers. If you think that the 22 players who played in the first and second team on the Saturday before Munich, eight were killed, two never played again, and five were in hospital. Now, even with my bad maths, you know, that's um, that's 15 of the of the twenty two players. It's Jimmy Murphy, on his own in his office at Old Trafford, has got seven footballers who he played the Saturday before Munich. Now you can fast forward with Nobby and Johnny Giles and Shea Brennan and one or two others, and one or two others came back with injury. But the commodity they didn't have was footballers. And a chap called Derek Lewin, who was a very famous England amateur international, got to know him really well. Um Bishop Auckland, and uh, he'd, he'd trained at United, so he knew Jimmy very well, and he'd gone down when the coffins had, had come back, and uh, he was actually in the ground, and he was just going to pay his respects, and he felt this hand on his shoulder, and it, and it was Jimmy, and he, and I, I, I can't put the Welsh boil <laughs> tone on it, but he said, you're just the man I want, man I want. and he said, "We need, we need, we need players. Can you get two or three of the Bishop Auckland players, who, who were a really fine side? Don't forget, in those days, we only had two matches on the television, only two matches every year on the television, was the FA Cup final and the FA Amateur Cup final. So Bishop Auckland were a very famous side because they were they just won it three times on the trot. And Derek Lewin played in the reserves." He brought Warren Bradley but in, and he brought uh, Bob Ardis, who is probably Britain's most famous ever amateur footballer. So those three players helped Jimmy, you know pan out the the twenty two players that he needed, even in the reserve side. So that's where my link came. Um, and, you know it, it's just incredible, but but as Paul has just said, just imagine I mean he you know, just. You've just managed Wales to get through to the World Cup finals. you come back, and these boys, and you mentioned Bobby Charlton there. I mean, all those players revered Jimmy Murphy to the hill. It was Jimmy Murphy that they were seeing day in, day out. Not necessarily Matt. It was Jimmy Murphy who was taking him in the youth team, in the reserve team. You know, so Jimmy was their mentor. And the man who was putting their hand on their shoulders, Telling him yes, telling him no, pushing him here, cajoling him there, making him happy, making him sad sometimes. Because, you know, he would, he would want that, that determination and that, that um, total uh, ability to come out on the floor. Like how he just handled that. On, just, I remember yeah.
2: I, w- I was at a dinner and um, Alex Dawson was at the dinner table and yeah, um, I mean, my dad I mean, said, "Go over and introduce yourself yeah. to Alex Dawson." So I went over, and said, he was in a wheelchair; mm-hmm. he was, his legs had gone, and like like an old boxer. And, it, and I said, "I'm Jimmy Murphy's grandson, Alex." He said, "Sit here, son, with me." Sit, sit and he said, "Your granddad took us to Blackpool after the crash." He said to get away from Manchester; it was gloom mm-hmm. and. It, Death surrounded the place. He said he, he took us all to Blackpool to train on the beach, and we stayed at the, the Norbrook Hotel in, in, in Blackpool. And he said the, the, the afternoon before the Sheffield Wednesday game, he got us all in the in in, in, a, in a room. He said your grandad walked in, and he said, "I just want to say three things. You do it for yourselves, do it for the badge, and do it for the lads upstairs." as in heaven, you know. And he broke down in tears. And Alex Dawson said that the room screamed, banging on the tables, yeah. And he said, would you beat anyone that day, son? Mm. And this Mm. is two weeks after the military aircraft. And that's all all Mm. he said to him. You do it for yourselves, Mm. you do it for the badge, and you do it for the boys upstairs. Mm. Broke down in Mm. tears. The room screamed. Mm. And Alex Dawson said to me, would you beat anyone that day? And the rest is
1: this. Just... The, the, the emotion, the emotions of that. Sorry, Roy. The emotions of that day, Paul, must must have been so raw for those boys. Even years sure. and years later, that that's yep. what they remember, and that's the how how highly he was held in esteem by those by those lads who he guided mm. through such mm. dark times and mm. and and nurtured yeah. them. And like you say, they would have run through brick walls for him that day. They would have done it for him. Mm. Well, and then Dad said it exactly the same, Paul. It, Dad said Alex
2: Dawson and and the rest. If grandma said mm-hmm. run through that brick wall, it'd you have know, through the brick wall for him. Yeah. yeah. And that was Jimmy Murphy.
3: And that would that, that would go for Duncan Edwards and, and, and Bobby sure. Charlton and Eddie Coleman, sure. you know, all, all of those players because mm. Jimmy Jimmy was their mentor. Jimmy was the was the man that they yeah. that I'm not saying they didn't look up to some that. That's sacrilegious. I didn't mean it that way. But it was Jimmy that they were actually dealing with. You know, Matt was dealing yeah. with the first team. Um, and, and these were reserve and youth players coming through. Um, and, and Jimmy was the first point of call. I, I,
2: I, was, I was speaking to Paul McGuinness um, on last Friday about foundations. And Alex Ferguson came to my granddad's um, when he first took over. To, to get the uh, how does it work the, the kids the youth the, the, and it took me grandma for dinner to to get the youth thing going and um, <laughs> it was character build on character build on character you, you could be the best player in the world if you're not if you're not the right character your face you're not going to get in it was all character you can have the best skill in the world build on character mm-hmm and players and Ferguson passed that on and I think Ferguson did it with his teams buying players with good character you have to have good character and I remember me, my dad saying when he, when he signed Dennis Law from Torino Matt Busby said right we'll send these two guys over with the money and Gigi G- Archer was Dennis Law's agent and he said, "We'll send these guys over." Matt Busby said, Yeah. Garner kind of said, "No, no, no. Don't send these guys. It's like the Quality Street gang or something. <laughs> send, send Jack Crompton or I think it was Jack Crompton. Or, it's, someone went over with a load a bag full of money, and it was, you'll know Roy. It, 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 and that's how they signed Dennis Law. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You you make, know, you make,
1: it, 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 sorry." Paul, you made a really good point just just a minute ago, and I want to pick up on that. Did, did you did you see a lot of your granddad in the way that Sir Alex conducted his business around the club? Did, was 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 your granddad there advising him and talking to him? And not, but
2: no, no, well, granddad scouted, but Alex Ferguson went to see him before, when he signed, and just to get the U, about about the youth system and how it works and Mm. Gran was always from the cleaning lady to the canteen lady to the management to the CEO know the name do this do that do that Mm. treat people no matter who you are treat people as one there was no hierarchy with Grandad it was all whether you're cleaning dishes or you're washing shirts You, the same person
3: part of the team part of the team
2: yeah it was a whole it was a family Mm. it couldn't run without you it couldn't run without you without the woman washing the shirts you couldn't get clean shirts without the CEO running the club you Mm. couldn't run the club everyone was a part of this big one big family and um that's how he's. It, it was a family club, and mm-hmm. you know that. That's. Me I mean, that's I, how Grandad did it. He was a humble guy, Grandad, very humble man, and mm-hmm. it was all about family. And he loved the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he,
1: I mean, I, I, over yeah. the past over the past couple of days, all Paul, of I've days. been I've, I've been asking. Um, yeah. Some of our social media followers just to give us their thoughts and their comments about um, about Jimmy. And I want if I can just 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 read out a few that uh, that I've had. So Dr. Mm. Gail Rogers, um, who is a member of Duncan Edwards family, put um, he is remembered fondly um, here in Wales with a blue plaque on his former home in the Rhonda Valley. Uh, DP um, says Manchester United royalty dines at the very top table club possibly might not have existed without him deserves every credit yeah. he gets statute is long overdue um mike's mm-hmm. martial fitness says one word legend i mean that and, and that is something that comes up many many times margaret says he kept the club alive and encouraged the players to be strong for the lads who didn't come home which you've already um which you've already mentioned um uh, a, a great man um a yeah legend a, and the word legend gets thrown around an awful lot, but as as we talked about a little while ago, he he, he sits at that, that top dining table of the, the, those that just go that that one step higher. Um, um Irving or Irvine Fish on Facebook said Jimmy was a great guy. Jimmy and Matt were wonderful together, as well as all the coaching staff. Sue Jones just says he was awesome. Um and Judith Jennings says, I'll save it in 58, the guy who took up the reins after we lost so many. And he'll always be intrinsically linked with, with with the post-Munich period. And that's what he's, you know, he, he's renowned for. And that's kind of where a lot of the knowledge of of um of your grandfather comes from. Um, but Roy, we want to go back yeah, just we want to go back to the um the early days of the, of the Busby babes and and those FA youth cups that he was heavily involved with searching for young players mm. how did
3: that mm. work well that was the only bit of um, luck that they actually had um, I mean Jimmy when the football came back in 1946 47 um, the first season back Jimmy um, managed the Central League side and actually they won the first uh, uh, Central League Championship after the after the war Matt had the first two and at the end of that season, Matt had said to Jimmy, Well, you know, how many of that team that's just won the Central League will we be able to put into the first team? But of course, those players for the reserves had been away at war, and they were they were 26, 27. So they were quite old, really, to be in your reserve side. And Jimmy categorically said none of them would be able to go into that team because they, they're basically too old. We need to get um our younger players. So that's when they, I know Moodjacks had been going on before the Second World War, but they decided to spread the wings and and look for players all around uh, England, uh, Scotland, uh, Ireland, of course, Billy Wheeland, people like that, and and Wales. Um, And they they really spread the net. And then the bit of luck they had was that the FA Youth Cup started in 1952. Um, and Jimmy was in charge of that side, Uh, and they they won the first five FAU Cups, and the first one they lost um, was actually after the crash, and I think they got to the semi-final uh, that year as well. Um, And, and, and of course, a lot of the players, um, you you know, Paul's just mentioned Alec Dawson, players like Alec and uh, Mark Pearson, and, you know, really good players, they were fast-tracked, so quickly, you know, you had to feel for them because they were they were only 18, 19 after the crash. And, and, and these players probably needed another two years understanding uh, people like Tommy Taylor, for argument's sake, uh, and Dennis Filer. Um, but no, the Sheffield Wednesday game, they were in brackets. Tommy Taylor and Dennis Filer, weren't they? Dennis was in, still in hospital. So, you know, it, a lot of their careers... Were actually hampered by uh, having to come in to come through so quick um but you know you can't that when you just look at the teams that the players i mean um there was eddie coleman uh, there was there was wilf there was duncan edwards there's kenny Morgans, there was Billy Whelan, there was Bobby Charlton, there was David Pegg there was Albert Scanlon. I mean all of these were in FA youth cup teams no wonder they, they were winning. Uh, you know, it wasn't... A lot of the youth sides would have one star, Jimmy Greaves, at Chelsea. But United had a, had, had a team of stars. And and they had this conveyor belt. You know, I mean, Nobby came through then, didn't he? And Johnny Giles and people like that. Um, and, and Jimmy was their mentor. Uh, I mean, I got to know a guy called Harold Black, who was uh, one of the Busby Babes. Didn't play that many times for United's first team. Um, But he was there uh, at Munich, uh, sorry, around Munich. He played in the reserves the Saturday before. I got to know Harold very well. And he told me a lovely story about Dennis Law uh, and about Jimmy. Because United drew Huddersfield away about 1956. He said, and we're going over the the moors on the coach, no motorways in them days. He said, and I'm sad about, full enough he was with Alec Dawson and Mark Pearson, big mates. He said, I saw Jimmy coming along. I thought, oh no, what have we done wrong here now? I mean, we're not even got there. I'm going to be in trouble here. Jimmy comes up and he says straight to Harold, he said, Look, the number eight you're going to be marking is about six stone wet through. He's only 16. He's got national health spectacles on. He's got a plaster on one side here. He said, But you make sure you do not lose him. And obviously, Dennis comes on, the shirt's hanging off him, it's big, whatever. He said, we're 2-0 down at half-time. Law has got the first goal, made the second goal. He said, the only good thing was that I was on this side of the pitch, and Jimmy was over the other side. So he, he, he said, but I was dreading going in at half-time. He said, we went in the dressing room at half-time. He ignored me. He said... The first boy who's standing near that lad in second half, makes sure that he does not do what he's done in the first half. And I think Mark Pearson accidentally stood on his foot in the penalty area as a corner came over, and and Dennis was virtually out of the game. United won four two, um, but you know it's the attention to detail. He was, you know, going to the game and and everything, and and he's he's a threat. And Paul's just mentioned it there. I know he's referring to him, seeing him as his granddad. And and how lucky you are to have had a man who, when we use the word Manchester United, we've mentioned five or six people before. Your granddad is right in that five or six. He's not in the 35 and the 36 or the 135. He is right in that five and six. He is a man. And particularly... Uh, and I'm glad we spoke about his, his own playing career uh, and the fact that he had on United before the crash. We should never forget that. And what he did for Wales. I mean, that's incredible, Wales. I mean, he had all that on his mind, but you know, United not having players to fulfill fixtures and he had to find them and cajole them and get them to fulfill their games, took them to the FA Cup final. And what he did basically, Gave massive breathing space to the Manchester United that most people now will hopefully love and uh, and, and and respect. But you can't give enough praise. He's, he's, he's totally in that echelon of giants of, of Manchester United. Oh,
1: what more is there to say? It's you know that you, you can't praise. The, you know, the man enough. I know my brother, my younger brother, um, can, are you going to do a Jimmy Murphy episode? And I'm like, yeah, we will at some point because he goes, Oh I you know, and he, he's younger than me. So you know, so many United fans out there that um you know what would Jimmy Murphy say? What would he do? How would he how would he cope with this? How would he deal with this? I'd love I'd love to have heard one of his inspirational um you know just and go, do you know what? Yeah, shoulders up, chest out, and go. We can do this. Absolutely, we can do this. And he's the man that's going to drive drive us forward to do that. Mm-hmm. I doubt there's very many um, people in football. You know, I guess Sir Matt was one of those. Maybe Sir Alex is one of those as mm-hmm. well. But mm-hmm. you hang on every single word a man says because what he and, tells and, and, you, believe it. I and think you're absolutely, that's right, Paul. And I think he did oh, it with sorry. Wales.
2: It. No problem at He did it with Wales and. In- You've got players like John Charles, who was probably one of the greatest British players to ever go overseas. Mm. You know, mm. Juventus still sing his name. He coached yeah. him. And uh, so, not only with, with United, but he, he, he coached greats with Wales, you know, John Charles, Mel Charles. And for, for, for these people to and, and, and I've, I've read books on Grandad when he was at Wales, and what a great coach he was. But just an, um, he was tough, he was strong, but a good character. He joked as well, so it was a, a good and bad side to him. If, if in, 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 in football, in terms of, and and I don't know, it, it just brings and. and to coach Duncan Edwards, to coach Bobby Charlton, and Bobby Charlton say he's probably the most influential manager that I've ever worked under, and yeah. Yeah. from Bobby yeah. Charlton, you know, and yeah. I, 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 put his granddad, and it's difficult uh, for me to take in,
1: and the, and I and I and I find that absolutely mind blowing that he's just granddad, you know, to yeah. you and, <laughs> your, and, and yours. he's just granddad That's to it. us. He's this. This almighty godlike figure that belongs on a on, on a platform that only a few get to sit on. um what what always what's always amazed me about about Jimmy Murphy is um, Grandad. Let's call him Grandad. Um, is that after Munich, the, the faith that the club and Sir Matt had in him at that point? To Jimmy, you need to you need to do some put a shift in here for us again because I can't. <laughs> I'm always young. I'm, I'm downplaying it, but. You know they I yeah. must have had so much faith in his ability and not just as a coach but to manage the boys to nurture them to bring them through that ex you can't even begin to imagine how tough that must have been for mm. the entire club. And mm. and Jimmy has just kind of gone dusted himself down and going, let's get on with this, let's do what we can do.
0: Mm. And yeah.
1: you know, as Alex Dawson says many, many years later, how hyped up he, he managed to get them, got them firing again. That that's just incredible and
2: Paul, yeah. and he wasn't just dealing with that. He, he had the families to deal with, because the, the the girlfriends, yeah. the wives, Jimmy, what's happening, yeah. what's happening? He dealt with all that as well, and one yeah. man on his own. And, yeah. and, 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 the, and the sad thing is, was there was two funerals in one day, and he had to pick which one to go to. Yeah. You know, there was, there was one in yeah. Manchester, and one in Birmingham or whatever. He had to pick a, a funeral. How do you pick? How do you choose which funeral you go to? Mm. I, I do, beggars believe. It's.
3: You mentioned you mentioned John Charles before Paul. I mean, yeah. John Charles is the closest I've ever seen to Duncan Edwards. Yeah. he was a magnificent mm. footballer. He could play sure. number five centre half. He could play number nine centre forward, and um, a, a, a truly magnificent, true man. Tr- 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 and your granddad, obviously straight after the season after the ac milan semi-finals wales are in the world cup in sweden um and uh, john charles was was hurt and he couldn't play in the quarter final against brazil and mm. they only got beat 1-0 by brazil in the quarter mm. final and, and their yeah. star man john charles didn't play in the game i mean you know is that far of taking wales to the world, of the world cup, world
2: cup. He, he Gander always said, if we had John Charles, we wouldn't would
3: have worked. Because Charles was the closest. Was the first uh, goal. Right. Yeah, I mean, magnificent player. And uh, the closest. to. He must have seen Edwards in him as well. You know, that of type course. of uh, yeah. football.
2: But John Charles, he, he loved him. We've got at uh, home. Dad's got um, postcards from John Charles. Yeah, you yeah. know, Uncle John and yeah. this and yeah. Grandad adored him as, as, yeah, like you say, that he was Duncan Edwards to probably Grandad. The, the closest yeah. thing to Duncan Edwards I'll, was I'll, probably Duncan. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you
1: yeah. mentioned, you mentioned, yeah. Duncan, and you mentioned Duncan Edwards, um, Paul, and, and, and as I mentioned, your, your Grandad's very you know, linked in with, with, with Duncan Edwards. Um, two of my favorite stories, um, about about your granddad, and I think not only show it shows the the, the other human side of him. It's sort on of the, the the humorous side of him. Um, yeah. uh, when I believe United were playing Bexley Heath and Welling, um, in, in 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 a game, and United aren't doing particularly well. And then something from the crowd shouts out, um, "Where's this famous famous Edwards of yours?" And then Duncan. Picks the ball up and smashes it in from about 40 yards, and he turns to him and says, There's Duncan, that's Duncan Evers you." Amazing, yeah, yeah. amazing. I, just, I just love that one. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and and the other one is, um, when he t- when he, you know, Roy, you might be able to just fill, fill the gaps in with this one. It's that uh, he he says to the United team. Just don't keep giving it to Duncan, don't keep giving the ball to Duncan. You know, you are, you're a team and the United are struggling at half-time and we went, forget what I've said, lads, just give the ball
3: to Duncan.
2: Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I just yeah.
3: love that. I've got a letter from Jimmy. I've got a letter from Jimmy um, because um, one of the books, and, and, and uh, I wrote to him, in the old days, this is this is the early 80s when you didn't have social media and things like that. He sent a letter. And, and I asked him about uh it was a book I did, um the original biography William McCartney I did on uh, on Duncan Edwards. And you know, Jimmy, you know, can you can you just uh tell us your views on Duncan Edwards? And it's a lovely handwritten letter I've got, and he put Roy. Suffice to say he was the greatest. And you know, and that summed Jimmy up in a way. He, he didn't need to okay. write pages and reams and say he could do this and do that. When when Jimmy Murphy is saying, suffice to say he was the greatest. Mm. Y- you don't need to know anymore about how good Duncan Edwards was, really, do you? Sure. Um you know, and, and,
2: just, and that's uh, having worked with Bobby Charlton, John Charles. You know he worked with all these greats: Dennis Law, Georgie Best. Yeah. yeah. To say Duncan was at twenty-one was the greatest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it just and I mean, it's so sad you know, just to it's... not see him yeah. and what a waste. Yeah. You
3: know, yeah. Tragedy. I mean Absolutely. that. I mean that that very it's been well documented. But that moment where you know he he, he said what where Duncan said to him what time to kick off. Yeah. You know, with the wolves. I mean, you know, you know, again, the emotion from Jimmy's point of view. Huh? I mean, sure. he, must, he, must have had, he must have had strength inside him that we, we can only imagine that we wish we had. Because, you know, I mean, he, he didn't. How, how do you,
2: he called him a broken colossus, lying in yeah. his bed, a broken colossus. Yeah. His hips were smashed. Yeah. If he survived, he'd, he'd never play football again. His kidneys are. Yeah. And yeah. what time's kickoff? Turns, and he, he, he strapped a off. watch, and th- this watch that, the, that Real Madrid gave him a watch in '57, oh, yeah. all the players and staff. I my mean, dad still got Jimmy, my granddad's watch. And it was that watch because it was his first European Cup tour. It was mm-hmm. the watch. And Harry Gregg went back to the crash site and found it for him. Believe it or not, this is is, Mm true. Harry Gregg found this watch, strapped it to his wrist. And so Duncan was happy again. And and Grandad stood by his bed and he said it was was his last breath almost. And Grandad put his ear to his mouth and said, what's wrong? What time's kick off?
3: Three
2: o'clock, get stuck in.
1: I mean, interestingly enough, but when they talk about the United mentality, maybe that's where it all stems from is the fact that, you know, he 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 injected that mentality into all his young players. And as I say, even Duncan Edwards on a you know, taking his final breath, still said, Well, what times kick off on Saturday? The determination and and, and that steel, yeah. you know, that yeah. that he must yeah. and you know, and that seems to have worked its way through You know, over decades with you know Sir Alex's teams, when he's like, you know, then they'll run for a brick wall for him as well. So it's his 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 legacy isn't just what we know about. It's actually that that whole mentality that you hear about and you read about is that players have got to have that mentality, and and perhaps that's where that stems from. and it's just. So, his, so his, his influence, his legacy, isn't, isn't just for a statue. It's actually the, the, the united of generations and generations to come. That's, you know, they, they talk about the united <laughs> DNA, um, yeah. but certainly that, that will to win comes yeah. from a time Absolutely. during our darkest hour. Um, yeah, sure. it's, 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 just an inc- it's just an incredible legacy yeah, to I, have. I think, Paul, to touch on
2: that as well, I think what they drilled into it, you're wearing a badge on your chest. Think about the fellas that worn it before you. You're you stepping in the footprints of giants. Be pride, pride. You know, you you wearing the crest of Manchester United.
1: Is is mm. the same? It with... isn't the same. Play for the badge on the, 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 the crest on the front, and they'll remember the name on the back. I think that's absolutely. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. you 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 you're in, in the footsteps of giants. And mm. that's
2: what you've got to onto, on to. And, and that's what it's been. You know, and, and they stemmed on the Busby Babes. No, no question about it. And just a quick story as well. One of my friends is a massive Nottingham Forest fan. And um, I went to see his dad, who lives in Nottingham. And he had a plate of the Busby Babes on his wall. And he said, they came in 57 to the city ground. And he said, I have never seen a team as great as these kids turned up, mm. he bossed it, he did this. And he said, I've, I've never forgot the Busby Babes, staunch Nottingham Forest fan. And he had a, a, a plate of the Busby Babes on his wall mm. because he said he, mm. he, that team was the greatest team he's, he'd ever seen. And I was like, Well, wow, it's how good mm. were they? I've no, I didn't see him play Roy, you probably did, but. How good was and
1: they were Jimmy's the, boys, the weren't yeah, yeah, they? Yeah, most of them.
3: Yeah. The one, yeah. the one thing I remember about that side—I uh, mean, I know we eulogise we'll about about Duncan, of course, and, and and justly so. But in fairness, the one thing I always remembered about that team was that they were a great team, and he was probably the best player. But it, it's. Um, it's not to undermine the fact that in, in Roger Byrne you had one of the greatest left fullbacks in the world, mm. Tommy Taylor. You most definitely had the greatest centre forward in the world, little Johnny Berry, David Peck, Eddie Coleman, Billy Polk, and um, Mark Jones, Jackie Blanchflower, You know Dennis Violet. They were a really great, great team, and I mean Edwards was was there, but he, um, you know, at uh, twenty one stood out but the other 10 like paul mentioned before you you know you're you're a component where his granddad the 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 woman who or whoever was doing the the kits and the the lady on the telephone they, they were all part of that team because if they didn't do their jobs as well you know it affects everyone else and and it's bringing that spirit together now everyone's important. We're all the same. You know, I always, in life, I always used to say, "Remember who taught you, who gave you a chance in life." And when you get to be up there, don't forget to 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 remember who people who gave you that chance. Nothing used to annoy me more than people who went right up there and forgot where they came from. Uh, and and Jimmy Murphy most certainly would have hammered those um, you know those those memories and. Those thoughts but, into, into these players I, and brought them up brought them up properly. Yeah,
2: I was I was talking to a, a guy in a pub, and someone had told told him who Grandad was, and he said, "Jimmy Murphy, grandson, right? Let me tell you a story. My uncle works on the Stratford End when it got got bombed. They were doing the scaffold. He was a welder, and he said it was a freezing cold day, and he said this figure came out the uh, on the pitch." With a bottle of whiskey, and it was granddad for the workmen, and and it, it was this guy's uncle. The guy that He found out who my granddad was, and he said, "My uncle always said, or my granddad always said, Jimmy Murphy. He came out on the pitch with a bottle of whiskey for the for the workers to keep warm, and yeah, and that yeah. was granddad. He, he didn't care who you was. You we, mm. we were all
3: treated the same, and the, and that's you know." Do you know, what? Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think United missed a trick, actually, at board level. I can understand why they did it, but I, I think they missed a trick. Because when, when Matt retired, um, 68, 69, and, and Wilf um, took over, mm-hmm. I honestly believe, looking back, that the best thing United could have done was make Jimmy Wilf's right-hand man. Because I think Wilf was overawed by the magnitude of Samat being around. And in a lot of ways, if Samat had just moved to the left and gone on the board and forgot about, you know, being involved in the team, and Wilf had had your granddad alongside him as that voice, as that sounding board, I, I think that would have been a really, really good partnership. Um and, you know, again, it, it comes back to that horrible four-letter word of luck And um, uh, because you mentioned about the scouting right up to the end with your granddad. The man who went to go and see um, Stevie Copple play for, for, for trumpet Stevie Copple, one of United's greatest outside rights that you couldn't think of. Um, yep. And it was, it was that knack of seeing an 18, 19-year-old youngster, and it, it, it's something you can't, you can't pass that on really. And Roy, you, you know what, he, I mean,
2: Dad remembers it. He came home from that game and rang Tommy Dockerton and said, sign him tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. To, 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 uh, Tommy Dockerton, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, I'll go and see him. He said, sign him tomorrow. No, no, no. Yeah. And he signed him without even seeing him play, Tommy Dockerton. Yeah. he never seen yeah. him play. He went off with Grandad's Word, Stevie for Stevie Couple, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And let's be honest, Paul, Paul your granddad granddad, no, yeah. and let's be honest, Paul, your granddad had a bit of an eye for a decent player. Let's not, <laughs> yeah, let's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I would. If Jim have said to me, Paul, go and go and sign him, I'd be like, I'm, I'm gonna go there now, I'm not gonna watch him. Exactly what he said
2: to Tommy Dog. don't sign him.
1: I had a lovely saying. comment actually on um, from Red Liz on Twitter. She said, um, "Found out via our church newsletter that he regularly attended the parish services, and his family members still do. And they had a mass for him on Sunday." Um, oh, um, was where, that point Or that's a, that's a very good question. She doesn't actually say, um, but yeah, she said there was a mass for him on Sunday, which is oh wow, you know what oh, a, what a what a what a fabulous thing to do yeah. and. And, um, and and Judith Jennings, what I mentioned previously, she's also commented about tell Paul that the Red Family still loved Jimmy. Um, I don't I don't think that'll ever diminish. But what what I do feel is important, and, and, and it might just be me saying this is I I do believe that younger United fans need to read up and mm-hmm. then learn a bit about about your granddad, and that sounds yeah. weird, and, you know, talking about your granddad. Um, and and the role that he played in the yeah. shaping United, um, the way that him and Samat did um, over the years, um, and that's not to say they've got to, but I, I just feel there's such an important element to this is you, you've got to you need to know where you've come from and and you know the, these phenomenal figures. Um, in our in our history and you know as as we've pointed out two or three times you, you, your granddad sits on that on, on the top tier there he, he's absolutely, you know, he doesn't sit anywhere else he can't go anywhere else it's it's you know he, he sits at the top of that list but in, just a question for you paul and this is also for you roy um had music not happened right where do you think Sir Matt and Jimmy would have led these boys? Where do you think they would have gone? Him, you know, with Sir Matt's um, you know, managerial and the recruitment side that um, Jimmy could still be involved in, and also nurturing this young talent, where do you it's always it's the great what if? But where do you think we could have gone? Dude, well, I, I thought the greatest ever.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think don't. the proof that Paul mentioned it before, I mean, 10 years after that crash, I mean, that doesn't really get put, put down in, imagine 10 years after what we've just been talking about, about, you know, they could have actually gone under. I mean, seriously, could have gone under because they didn't have players. Um, but 10 years after, they won the European Cup. So it, it, it's, it's, no, it's not even fanciful to think that they would have won it much earlier than from 58 to 68, and and probably two or three times, maybe even more. Because one of the things we've not really picked on here is if you take the the first 12 years after the war of football from 46 to 58, really, I know there were other signings, but Johnny Berry, Tommy Taylor, and then Harry Gregg just before the crash, they were the only really transfer fees that United paid. And that was because Jimmy Murphy had managed to get these young players to come through. And not only get them to come through, to turn them into men before their time, to turn them into great men before their time, into great footballers before their time. So just imagine the money that United saved. They didn't, they didn't need to go and buy players. Uh, I mean, as I say, Johnny Benny, Tommy Taylor and Harry Gregg. Uh, but Jimmy had brought all these players through fantastically. Uh, and then, of course, the, n- the next 10 years, there, were, there was others came through, including Georgie Boy. Um, but, yeah, I think they were, the proof of the pudding there in front of us all. If they won it in 1968, 10 years after that crash, that team would have, you know, would have, well, he, 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 they could have won it five times before 1968. And and then again it's then not it's hard to think that they would have been the next um project line. Because I do think after um after Matt retired um and the change of managers, you know, if e. Frank O'Farrells came in and people like that, um, and after Will, I do think that the, the youth team did suffer um noticeably. There was a, a period then really um where you know, there wasn't as much um, coming through, and that was probably, as I say, because uh, Jimmy and Matt, their partnership had ended, and other managers were coming along, and Jimmy was doing more scouting than perhaps the day-to-day, wasn't it, Paul? You know, the actual hands-on as as the as the junior or the youth team and the reserve team manager, um, um, but i think that the simple eulogy you that you can play to pay to this man is that this statue um that's been unveiled on on wednesday i think we said it right at the start if you're looking for the six biggest names in manchester united's history excluding footballers jimmy murphy is in that six not seven eight nine ten is in that six and you could make a case Saying
2: there was nobody even i That's yeah. so all I can say about Jim. And you tapped on the, the what would it be if the crash hadn't happened. Bobby Charlton always says Duncan Edwards was, he looked up to him. How did mm. Bobby turn out? You know, Bobby was probably the most iconic English footballer that's ever lived. And he looked mm. up to Duncan Edwards. Uh, he took, I, I, and he was 21. You know, you, you'd think, God, what a what a waste. What a waste. And I've been to Munich a few times in yeah. Germany and for the anniversary. And it's so emotional. You, you, you cry and you think, my God, if he'd have lived, he'd have been the mm. What a mm. phenomenon. And the, 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 the heavens wanted him. It was too good. I right? think they, they, things mm. happen for a reason. And and Duncan Edwards was this phenomenon, and the heavens suck him, mm. and God wanted him back, mm. in my view. And it, I, I get emotional with it because I know how great he could have been, or was. For Bobby to say that, my God, mm. how good was it?
1: And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that we, that will come up in a future podcast at some point is when we talk about the Buzzby Babes. But one thing I do want to ask you, Paul, um, what did your granddad do as a hobby? What were his hobbies outside of football? Or was it football? I mean, did he... Football. Did... football. <laughs> okay, all right. That was, that uh, was his was life.
2: Question. Football. Was... No, but I mean, Dad, Dad, Dad said to me, he, he, we never see, we didn't really see him as, a, as kids. He was at Old Trafford. He, he, he pined for Old Trafford. It was his love. And it was Manchester United.
1: That was his love. That's not a bad hobby to have, though, to be fair, is it? Terrific. Terrific. And, and just... Um, I was wondering if he, if he did, you know, perhaps went fishing or play <laughs> snooker or darts <laughs> or, or those no, kinds no, of I'm things. Quite... It was it was just...
2: Hmm, so Manchester difficult. United. And Jim, and, and, ah. and, do you know the, the thing we talked about, we touched on it earlier about the uh, cleaning lady to the the washing woman. He used to get the train from Poynton to Old Trafford, and we d- we did some filming in Poynton. Um, but when he got the train, and the old guard used to, who used to, and he kept all. And Gran had always gave him a Christmas card, and he kept all these Christmas cards in his his, his his kiosk. And while they were filming, he pulled these Christmas cards out. He said every year, Jimmy Murphy used to give me a Christmas card. Didn't know the guy. Used to give him a Christmas card every year. and That was granddad.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, you know, he's just a a nice guy, genuine mm-hmm. nice guy. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think we can sum up any better than than you put that. He was more than a nice guy, though, Paul. To be fair, I mean, considering what he did for, for for the club and for the future supporters of the club, and for you he was just granddad yeah he was I, I, um, I just i just find that mind-blowing i just think that's just I, such an amazing
2: but you thing. know what you, you touched on it before about um fans i could stand outside old trafford and ask 100 people that walk past jimmy murphy and probably 70 percent wouldn't know who he was which is a sad thing not for me but just for the club
3: and a real on wednesday, wednesday.
2: Well, well, will. wonder. Yes. When, when I spoke to, I've been speaking to United often about this statue and this and the other. And I said foundations were built on Matt and Jimmy. And I said it needs. It's a story to be told. So when generations come and and men bring the children, who's that, Dad? It's Jimmy Murphy. This is a story. Jimmy, Jimmy did this. Jimmy did that. Because. It, People don't. It's Jimmy, who? Jimmy, who? Jimmy, who?
1: And now uh, this is uh, I a mean, Generations and Paul, of, uh, Yeah, and, and Paul, this is for me. it's was one of the one of the main reasons why the social media platforms exist in the form they do is. um You know, when I was a, when I was a school lad in in the eighties, I did a, um, an essay, not a dissertation, but an essay about the history of the yeah. United States, um, and it's. Again, it's not for me to teach someone how to suck eggs or tell them what they've got to do. And what got to do. But I think to understand the the United of now, where we were, how we came through Munich, how, then ten years later, we won the European Cup, the role that your granddad had in building the modern day United. I mean, you know him, and you know your granddad and Sir Matt are the cornerstones of. Of of what we know now, the Godfathers of United, of the modern day United, um, and and I think it's it's actually quite sad when you say seventy percent want to know who he is. Hopefully, now the statue's going up, which is long overdue, and maybe they'll watch this, maybe they'll listen to this, they'll do a, a bit of research into the role that your, your granddad played, and I, and I think it's such a key thing for for young fans just to understand, not to have interest, in, not to have an intimate knowledge of it. But just to understand where yeah. he sits in, in in the grand scheme of it, and what his actions, how him and Sir Matt's actions post Munich, um, when he guided those lads through, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, yeah. where it's yeah. now brought us to, and and I'm really, yeah. I'm really quite passionate about stuff like that, and you know, if I, if, if, again, I'm no font of, I'm not the font of knowledge. I mean, Roy's memory is just incredible. Yeah. I don't remember what I did last week, but Roy can talk about stuff in 1955. You know, it's yeah. just unbelievable. And, and I yeah. and, and I just implore any younger yeah. United fan mm. who doesn't know who Jimmy Murphy is or the role he played, just to, just to spend a little bit of time sure. to, talking to older, you know, talking to their dads or their grandfathers and just yeah. a little bit, just say, you know, I know exactly who Jimmy Murphy is. And mm. For me, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just really passionate about that as, 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 I you think
2: know as well. In our darkest days, he was the beacon. He was the beacon of light in our darkest days, and he pulled us through the darkness. I would have broken up,
1: yeah. Do you know what? I, I think that is. I mean, maybe we'll we'll, we'll talk about that on a, on a future one about the emotional side of it. But I don't think now is the time to do that. But. No. We, we no, I think that's the, that's the perfect place to end. The beacon of light, in the, he lit it up in the darkest days. Roy, how can you top that? You can't. I can't.
3: No, and, and, and Paul's, um, and, I know he realised no, that no. He, he's very lucky to have a, a true... In fact, legend's, legends a word that we need to look in the dictionary and find some higher than legend. Jimmy Murphy, I, I, I mean... Well, of course, it's my era. I mean, you you mentioned about the the memory. 1954 to about 1970, I can remember everything about United. (laughs) I mean, but you go go 2004 to now and, you know, you talk about games. and I can't can't remember that. But Jimmy Murphy is is somebody I was brought up with. Um, The name and the effect, what he did for the team that I supported as a kid. Um, and what he did for Manchester United should never, ever, ever be forgotten, and what they're doing on Wednesday it's just, unfortunately I've mentioned to Paul why I can't be there on Wednesday and um, it, it's, uh, it's it's unfortunate, but um, it's something I, I'm i sad that I can't be there, because he, he was a true Mr Manchester United There'll be plenty of time to go and visit at Roy in the future oh, I
1: certainly will <laughs> Paul, we 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 have we've done over an hour on this, and honestly, I could sit here for at least another an hour and then another hour after that, talking about your granddad. We're going to leave you the last word, Paul. Um, as Jimmy's um, grandson, sum up granddad for me. Humble,
2: a great man, family man, humble, and loved Manchester United. He was, he was his life was Manchester United loved his grandkids very humble man and um this statue he wouldn't have wanted but we pushed for it and thankfully we've got it and it will be in his eternal home forever and uh it's where he belongs and i'm so grateful for you guys for having me on and for your listeners and it's been, it's a mo- real it's going to be an emotional week for me and um, thank you for taking time to listen about granddad and it really means a lot it, not, it does it has been going to to my eye now to be fair
1: it, it's been absolutely my thank pleasure you. Thank, you. thank you Paul um yeah. Roy yeah. thank you very much indeed sir for coming on this yeah. yeah. evening I've yeah. yeah. listened to your stories yeah. for hours Paul I hope that. Yeah. Wednesday is the day that your, your granddad deserves um, and that you. You know, you know, hundreds of you know, generations of United fans will want to know the story of Jimmy Murphy thank you, thank, thank you James for coming on, I really really appreciate your time um, yeah. and this hey, is thank you so much indeed so this has been episode 4 of the United Before Fergie podcast, we hope you enjoyed it please like, subscribe if you're watching it on YouTube if you're listening back on the audio podcast Please be sure to leave a review. We'll be back next Monday at 8.30 with another episode of the United Before Fergie podcast. Until then, go and see the Jimmy Murphy statue after Wednesday. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you soon. All the best, everyone. Good night. Cheers, guys.
0: Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.